on, guys? Welcome back to the Whole Factor Show. It's been a while. It's been almost three months since I've last had a guest. We met here in college. We went apparently to the same high school. Future comedian, MTB member, currently goes to the University of Central Florida. Goes by the name of James McInerney. So, James. How you doing? Welcome. I know you're hyping me up too much. I know. Build my ego. How are you feeling tonight? Better than I'm looking at you. Oh, my God. I can't come into a room with you. Just like Dude, okay, stop, stop. Sorry. We're gonna yeah, the, this is, this the is tension yeah, was this is, like already before. <laughs> this is recording now. And cameras are rolling. For anybody that doesn't know you, kind of give a background how you come into the person you are today. Born and raised in New York. The start of high school, I moved to Hanavija, Florida. I now currently attend University of Central Florida, studying actuarial science. I've always loved comedy from a very early age. A lot of big influences and comedians, but also members of my family, like my father, my grandfather. I like to dabble in different types of comedy styles, sarcasm, dry humor, deadpan, kind of things like that. I watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, a lot of stand-up comedy, a lot of comedians. Like, Anything that's has a laugh, I watch it, just like learn as much as I can, trying to build off of them. I have a love for comedy and movies and writing movie scripts and screenplays, and so yeah. What part of New York? Born on Long Island. Okay. I lived there in New York for 13, no, 14, 15 years. And then that's when I attended Nice High School. Right. Never met you in high school though. I think I saw you at like a basketball game once or something. Yeah. What a nerd. You had a bad game. Okay. Over 15 from the field. Yeah. Sucked okay. ass. All right. Dude, that's, that's when we... Take this kid's spot. Uh, no, okay, but I, yeah, I met you now in college, really. Your major. Actuarial science. What is that? Two, what made you want to decide that? And three, the main one is you've been doing it for your... You just finished your freshman year. Mm-hmm. Round of applause, everybody. Thank you. You still continue to do it. It's the study of statistics. Math heavy. I have to take all the statistics classes. I also have to take all the calculuses, trigonometry, analytical geometry, things like that. Math comes easy to you? Yeah. I wish. I looked up the highest paying jobs that wasn't medical and that was number one. I had five math classes with a six this summer and from here on out I'm going to have two to three math classes every semester. The one thing that I always struggle with is like getting them mixed up. Yeah. How do you balance that? Different enough where I can like separate them. Trigonometry, statistics, economics, all like different enough math is math is maths good grammar there. yeah thanks well, that's why i'm not an english major <laughs> different maths where i could separate them enough is that what you see yourself like doing no if i went to college i was gonna pick a real major i don't half-ass things so i was, I was really gonna do it you know plus it's like a good backup plan what are you trying to to get at you know, a couple of years from now. Started doing stand-up comedy, just in general, but I really want to make movies. I want to be on TV, you know? I want people to know my name. Do you have any experience, anything in high school, video-wise? Do you have any knowledge or experience? The sports media. You were? Yeah, for my freshman year. Me and James went to the same high school, and there's this video class at our high school. Well, I thought it was either you do sports or you do Wired, the school's new show. And I chose ROTC. What made you want to do ROTC? Discipline reasons, you know? Get right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Was it forced by your parents or is it just... It was encouraged. And I wanted to do it too before going into high school. I was really like rowdy in middle school. I never like listened to the teachers. I was like doing stuff. Yeah. I think you need to go back. Yeah, I probably should. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> still a little crazy. Seriously though. Yeah. Wanted to do movies and films and things of that nature. Talk a little bit about four-way. And- we were sitting at the lunch table one year. We were lifeguards. Yeah. The two of us both worked a lifeguard job. And we had this idea just at like the spur of a moment at lunch one time to make a TV show called On Stand, which is about lifeguards, like a comedy show about lifeguards. And it would like it would be like based off of our experience lifeguarding. So this has kind of evolved into a YouTube channel, uh, Four Way. Explain the meaning of Four Way. The me- there really isn't 
a meaning of four-way. We had names before that that never really worked out. We never liked it. We got the four-way. And at first, we were just like, oh, we'll just stick with it until we come up with a better name. And now we just, it's like we love it now. Take it and run with it. A few meanings behind it, like a four-way stop sign, things like that. Four-way, you know. <laughs> we like it now. And we started making some skits. And our early skits are, looking back now, you're like, wow. And we've improved so much. Like better cameras, editing, even like better comedy in our videos, like timing. I like really get in the groove. And we started gaining a lot of subs and got like a decent amount of views and stuff. Where are you at right now? 450. But we haven't released a video in about a year, I think. I mean, we're going to keep it going this summer. I mean, but like we did take like a year break. Yeah. But I think, you know, if we didn't stop for that year, we definitely would be, you know, I think about like, you know, a lot bigger right now, I hope. Yeah. Definitely would have had uh, like a bigger channel. And so we do a lot of skits. We did like some pranks in the beginning, but we've kept it to like mainly skits now. Some really good stuff that like we're trying to like, you know, reinvent the wheel. Stuff that nobody's seen before. Stuff that like we have come up with and perfected. We were wanting to try and rent out theaters in like St. Augustine and Jacksonville and like have like screenings for our short films. Like just invite everybody we know, mm. come buy like $10 a ticket. Yeah. I just like see our short film, you know? And uh, it's gonna be a big summer for us. It's gonna be big things for Foy, you know? It, for us, it's, you know, it's, it's more of like the passion behind it, you know, like, if the videos come out and they like don't get like an insane amount of views, like that's fine. As long as we know we did the best that we did yeah. and the funniest that we could make it, like that's a success for us because that'll be there forever. Yeah. You know, as long as as long as we keep it up, right. and as long as we can make this short film like the absolute best that we can make it, like that's amazing yeah. for us. Try and submit it to some like short film uh, competitions and stuff and festivals, you know. And so four ways gonna be big this summer. Tight, you know. We've known each other for like five years now. So we got like a tight connection like that. Just play off each other really well. Somehow, if you guys don't know, I do YouTube. But like the one, I've always been a, a lone ranger and a lone person and always been just solo. And the hardest thing about like working with other people is making sure everything and everybody is on board. Yeah. Like if people are half like, well, the hard thing is when you first start out and the main thing is like, okay why would I invest in this and why would I want to be in the videos and why would I want to do this with somebody else if we have no supporting cast except like ourselves? And that's like insanely hard to like try and come about trying to push it out to people and trying to get the ball rolling. So like with, with you and your boy, do you guys like, you guys play for like the long ball and you guys see four way or maybe you guys rebrand ever in the future like, you guys know that you guys are, like, stuck in it. Yeah, 4 is going to be around forever, as long as we're around. Like, we want there to be, like, a 4-way production studios one day. And I think we're just sticking with the name now. And, like, you mentioned, like, you know, you're only, like, one person, and we're the two of us, and yeah. you're not being, like, fully on board. And, like, that's happened before. We'll be, like, making a video or, like, having an idea, and, like, one of us will just be, like, oh, like, I'm not really feeling this one. Like, it's not that good. Right. And, like, the best thing that we found out is just to be honest. Like, if we're, like, writing a skit or doing a skit and we don't think it's, like, really that good or that funny, like, we'll just tell each other. Because, like, why would you put something out that's, like, not the best that we can make it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, like, there's been times where, like, the two of us, like, aren't enough. And we'll be like, oh, like, maybe we should, like, call our friends, like, help us out in this video. Mm. So a few of our videos have, like, other people in them. But it's, it's always me and Jack, you know? Every, yeah, making every video, edit, like, everything. Right. And writing them. Yeah. And, like, we just play off each other you know, perfectly with jokes and everything. So it, it works out well. This is you know, big summer coming. This is four-way films. So yeah. four-way films. Subscribe. You as a person. We'll, we'll go back to the film later. So let's talk about 
our uh, relationship. It's been it's been a while since I've talked on this podcast, and I've been you know been on here. It feels it feels so good, and you know talk with other people. And the goal is to like get so many people from different backgrounds because everybody's life story like you can learn something about it. One thing that we relate on is we both live with arthritis. We both have messed up bodies. I made a whole video about it on my own channel, but. I was diagnosed when I was 13 and I've been living with it for six years now. And I have ankylosing spondylitis. So there's these two joints in your low back, in between your low back and your hips. And they're right. They, there's two of them, one on the left and one on the right. And they're called your SI joints. So in there is where my arthritis is. Dude, you sounds like a dinosaur. You get ankylosaurus. You're like, whatever, whatever you just Ankylosing, spondylite. Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> you took that out of a textbook. <laughs> no, I just like, I've been in like six years, I've been with so many doctors and they're just continuously throwing that name. So now like I get to say that, yeah. Talk about how the type of arthritis you have and, yeah. you know, how you live with it. When I was younger... It really started because I couldn't, like, do things that other kids could do, like, little stuff. Like, in class, they'd be like, oh, sit crisscross applesauce on the floor. Right. And, like, I can't. Like, I still can't to this day. If I'm sitting on the floor and there's nothing, like, behind my back holding me up, I, like, fall over. Yeah, like, still right now. And, like, I have no flexibility. Like, I, like, I can't, like, if I bend over, like, my arms aren't going past my knees, basically. Like, I can't, yeah, I got no flexibility. Like, I couldn't, like, do things in sports like other kids. Like, if you ever see me run... I run so weird. So I have a lateral hip dysplasia, which is more in the hips. You talked yours about like the lower back, right? Yeah. Mine's like more in my hips, and that's why it like affects me with like my running and my like sitting down and stuff. Where is it like in your your front part, like by your groin? Yeah. So it's physically like in the front part by the groin, like on the hip sockets, I guess they're called. So is that and so they're kind of like misshapen. Right. It's like. Yeah, they're like misshapen. So that, that's the source of why, yeah. one, you're not and, flexible, and two, you can't sit across after Yeah, us. and like why I have a weird running motion, and why if I stand too long, my hips are like just dead. Right. And also, it doesn't help that I have scoliosis. Yeah. I'm just I'm all over the place. Yeah. The top of my spine is where I have scoliosis. It's kind of like bent over like that, too. Right. So if I like bend over right now, you'll see that my back is like on a, on a curve, too. There's, there's an extra hump. Yeah. Backs, you know, hurts all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I feel you. Yeah. What did you get diagnosed with first? The scoliosis or did no, they both the like scoliosis one was, cause? was first because like, you know, you do like checkups, like when you're doctors and you're a kid, right. they always said like, oh, like, you know, they have you bend down, like take your shirt off and they like look at your spine. Right. And they always said like, oh, your spine's a little curved or like your back's a little like, you know, arched and stuff. But they didn't like diagnose me for a few years. Because they were always like, oh, like you'll grow out of it. Like you'll have a growth spurt and it'll straighten out. Like things like that, you know? Because it was like at the time it wasn't like too severe. And then it never went away. And they were like, oh, no, it's just scoliosis then. If it didn't go away. Because I I kept growing, getting taller, and it still didn't go away. Like it never straightened out. Do you think that affected like your height growth? Like stunt your... Maybe. Because it's still like it's still there. And I'm six foot. And so, like, maybe if it was straight, I'd be, like, 6'1 or 6'2. At what age did you get diagnosed with scoliosis? 13. Yeah. It was middle school. Because, like, for the few years before that, like I said, they were, like, oh, you'll just straighten out. And then you start, like, actually, like, growing, like, throwing the inches on in height. They were, like, no, it's just you just have scoliosis. And it was right after that when I had, when I found out they had, like, lateral hip dysplasia. And, and my dad has So you that. think the scoliosis set, set off you having... Yeah. Hip dysplasia? Probably, yeah. And my dad has that too, and so does uh, 
I th- uh, yeah, so I, I think so you it's, think like, it's hereditary. Probably, yeah. Or in your genes, genetics, probably. Yeah, because I got it from my dad. Living in New York, and with your joints and the cold, cold is yeah. awful. Dude, it was so bad. Luckily, when I got diagnosed, I was here in warm, humid Florida. So, like living in Florida. When I first got diagnosed, that was like a huge plus because we're like, okay, he can stay loose. And it did help. Um, But, you know, what was it like when you first got diagnosed? What was that like to you? And how did you take it? And then how did your, if you don't mind talking about how your family took it and like how you guys adapted, trying to figure out how you can, you know, take care of your newfound disease? It's like really underwhelming because like I was just like, oh. That was it. Like, I didn't really have a reaction when they told me. Because, like, my scoliosis, like, is, like, minor enough to where, like, I didn't need, like, braces or, like, surgery, like, corrective surgery or anything. Like, I can just kind of, like, live with it. Like, I have, like, back pain, especially if, like, I stand too long or, like, lay down, like, in a wrong way. Like, like, you know, I went to that festival last week and I was up for, like, hours. Like, my back was on fire. It was done. Like so I f- that's that's what you f- is on fire. Someone's like giving me like a bear hug kind of sensation. So tight. Yeah, like tight. tight. It's achy. constantly tight. That's why I can crack my back whenever I want. Because like, just always like that. You know, the cold was just like not good on my hips, my back. Like it was rough. Right. And when I came here, like it's it, it still hurts. Like it's not that like the weather was adding like too much to it. Yeah. Because it was still bad, you know. I'm supposed to do like all this stuff and I just never did. Stretches you know? and yeah, PT. Yeah, and... stretches and PT. And I did for like a week. And <laughs> a week? <laughs> yeah. No, oh, it was James. longer than that. It was an exaggeration. Oh, okay. How about to say? Because like I said, like I'm like a minimalist and like I was just like, I'll just live with it. Like it's fine. Like, yeah. So that's what I do. And you know, my parents and like my family and stuff, like what are they going to do? Like it's not on their body. So yeah, like they know about it, obviously. Like they know I have a bad back. And like my dad at the concert was like, oh, how's your back? And I was like, oh, like it hurts. And he was right. like, oh, you know. But, like, what's, what is he going to do? Right. He's not going to, like, pick me up and carry me around. Yeah, baby. You. Yeah, exactly. So I'm 19, so at this point, it's just like, oh, it's just my back hurts. It's fine. I feel you on that, too, because support and, like, words from other people can only do so much for you. Exactly. Yeah, my sisters don't care. Moving certain ways, and you're like, oh, I can't move like I used to before. Like, and I move this way, I get a, a pain and, like, an ache. Like, how how is that adapting to that and, like, also, like, Handling your mental health, too. Yeah, it was, like, the physical aspect was, like, little things, too. And, like, really, like, little things, like, get to you. Yeah. And it's almost not, like, embarrassing, but makes you, like, self-conscious. Like, I like I can't do sit-ups, dude. You can't do sit-ups? Yeah, Even today? Yeah, like, I can't, because like, I can't, like, lay down like that on my back, like, on my spine. Right. And, like, I was in RTC. We did that every day. I was, like, do some sit-ups. I'd always, like, get myself in the corner where no one was looking. Because I do, I do, like, such an awkward motion. It's, like, I can't do sit-ups. Yeah, and I'd try and make sure like nobody sees. It was like little things like that, you know. Yeah, when I first got diagnosed, picking up socks, yeah, it was hard. Bending down, bending down rough sometimes, especially in the mornings, like right after I wake up. Morning stiffness. My back is so stiff. I can't move for like yeah. ten minutes. I'm like hunched over. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like water. Water helps. Water. Like in a pool, you know. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pool Not just like drinking. Yeah, like pool therapy. Yeah. Yeah. Like water's good. That's the best. Feels good. Yeah. yeah. When it feels good. You mentioned the mental aspect. It was. I, it was never like too bad, you know. I never because yeah. I, I feel was, like you you don't give off that vibe where you wouldn't. Dwell yeah, on I it. was always very active as a kid and very skinny too. So thank God I wasn't like overweight, where it was like really weighing me down and affecting me. You yeah. know, I and was then always very the skinny. extra weight on your body yeah. would make it yeah. even worse. I was always very skinny and very active, and so I think that definitely helped okay. a lot. 
And I always had a lot of friends. And I always liked to talk a lot, so right. take my mind off of it. Because when I posted that video, you were one of the first people that sent me a paragraph like, hey, man, I don't want to, you know, Yeah, and you responded like three days later, but I, well, I had, I, I'm sorry. Dude, I, had, I was like, I sent you that whole thing. You never responded. Like, and well, it was now I feel like shit. No, <laughs> so thanks. no, I felt like shit. I felt awful because it was a very emotional, like I knew that came from the heart message. Yeah, it was, I was like, like, it was like a whole thing. All right, three days later. Oh, uh, hey, James. Yeah. And you're like, so, hey, buddy. And I was like, man. I posted about that video and then you came to me opening up and then, you know, the next time we saw each other, we were just, going down a rabbit hole of like how we deal with this and living with this. Did you open up to anybody besides your family or like any uh, friends about it? No, I don't really tell people ever. Right. Yeah. Like I remember like all the time, sometimes like, I don't know, even, sometimes just like limp out of nowhere. It's like my, my back and my hips get bad. I start like limping. I remember one time my friend asked me like, oh, like, why are you limping? And I was just like, oh, like I hurt my ankle. And just like come up with an excuse. Like I don't like tell people. Yeah. Like I, you cover like, it up. Yeah. Like I just on, don't put it on the mask. Yeah. Like I wasn't gonna tell you if you didn't have it. Really? Yeah. Like if you if you didn't make that video and like I didn't know that you had that, like you were never gonna find out. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I'm not going around telling people that, you know. Yeah. Like, and so you know, in a way, it's like yeah. So I mean, like I thank feel, you for yeah. yeah, you know. In a way, like people, people feel for you, and like people feel bad that you have to like live with your health complications, but also people don't care. Yeah, exactly. People like, have yeah. to, people are, you know, in their eyes, it's like, it's their life and they're the number one superstar. Yeah, so they they're give like you so those, self-entitled. Yeah, they give you like those half-ass, like, oh, I'm sorry for you. Yeah. And it's then, like this crappy, like sympathy. And like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need that. That's why, yeah. that's why I don't tell people. So When I posted that and talked about it, um, I did it for, you know, anybody, because obviously, like, my fan base right now is not is not kids that have and live with arthritis. Yeah. I was doing it for, you know, five, six years from now. If I consistently post this, yeah. kids that do live with it, it's like, wow, he's doing all this and he's living, you know, quality life and he's yeah. doing whatever he wants to do and he still lives with pain. It's like, yeah. you know, it makes those kids and makes, like, it impacts them in a way. So, like, for me now, like... For the two months after, or like the month after I posted that, it's been like, it's been really like empty because like I don't know and I don't see those kids like having those experiences on the other side of the screen because it's, you know, I just don't have the recognition yet. So it's, it's hard, but I know in due time it will come. So that's why. I opened up about it and so like and I didn't even know this about you and like we could have we could have just coexisted in life and not know this about and I would have if there's a point like when I wasn't gonna I was gonna continue to do what I do now without having to explain my arthritis and because for like I, I kept it in for like six years and like yeah. I mean even before now you know anybody that's you know it's kind of terrifying. Like anybody that access this video or watches this podcast and watches this show knows this information about you, yeah. whether they care about you or not. Yeah. So like opening up, I thank you for opening yeah, up. About like, it. Yeah. Like I don't just go around telling people like, Oh, I have scoliosis, but hi, yeah. I'm James. I have scoliosis, you know? Yeah. And now whoever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now like whoever watches this video is going to know. You open up about it and it's like a critical, meaningful thing that day to day that you live with that, you know, it's hard when you don't have people constantly throwing um, support and love at you exactly. besides your own family. 
Because your own family, that's like, you know, we take it for granted, but it's like a guaranteed. Yeah, like, I mean, they're always going to be there for you, you know, yeah, with so, everything. So, yeah. I just want to, I want to just continue to talk about arthritis. Um, because with, with my type of arthritis, I mean, I play basketball. Um, even even when I, I lift or even if I'm doing heavy walking or if I'm standing for a while, I would be like twice as sore. Yeah. Do you get the same yeah, way too? I played flag football. And the next day, I felt like I played real football. My back was just done. I was like, I didn't even get touched because it's flag. And I feel like I just got laid out by a D lineman. But it's yeah. just the extra stress yeah. that comes with it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Dude, that's so... It's rough, you know? That's so nice to hear. Because, like, that's, like... Especially I, the, the cool thing that I appreciate about our friendship is, like... We're both just relate, age. you know. Yeah. yeah, and we're the same age. And just like, yeah, I mean, fine-looking fellows, you know. Nah, okay, yeah. I'm just trying to hype you up, man. Yeah. Even though we don't have the same type of arthritis, but it's still we live with pain, and so I hope that we can, you know, whatever we're comfortably with later in life, we could still check in, however long we're friends for, and say like, how are you really doing? Because that's what matters. Because nobody else can like. Like I know what you go through, you know, and you know what I go through. Yeah. Wake up every day with the same pain. Yeah. Like we know, man. Yeah. We're, we're soulmates. Yeah. Dude, can you, can you like crack your hips? You know, like if you like oh, all the time. Yeah, I do that all. Because every time I go to a rheumatologist, yeah. we, for you guys listening, that's uh, arthritis doctor. Yeah, but promise me, like you only have one body, dude. Yeah, but I'm yeah, I'm still, I still wake up every morning. Take care of it. You can, the, up here is cool, but if you can't walk, there comes a day where if you can't walk because your body's hurting so bad from your condition, there's only so much that you can do. And if, you don't, if you're not with consistently seeing doctors, then, you know, your purpose of life is like, yeah, shot. So, you know, for, I know as a friend, but like, Thank please you. make a, yeah, an effort to. It's so like motivational, man. Stop no, no I'm like just, I'm, no, I'm just looking out. No, for you, like though. I'm saying that, like seriously, like I, like you are like a very like motivational, like your videos too, like yeah, yeah, like you have like a gift with that. I talk as if if I were to watch, I want to get something out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Even if people listening right now don't have arthritis, or if they, you know, if they deal with um, different things, if they deal with depression, or if they deal with they're on different medications for things, like to hone in with them yeah. means a lot. And it's like. I wish I had that when I was going through it. So, um, so yeah, you only have one body, dude. Please, just promise me you will take care of it. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. of course, of course. And so, dude, I get like my fingers. Yeah, me too. Like, cause I know my. Uh, I used to. I don't know if this was you, but in school, like if you're writing so much, you're, you gotta drop the pencil. Yeah, oh my gotta God. let go, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's I not feel, even dude, because I feel like. You. That's why I like and you typing, but yeah, you have to you have to drop even even typing too sometimes. Yeah, but it's it's like not as bad as you're like holding yeah. something. But like, like when I be in yeah. school, I have to drop the pen like earlier. Because yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, just I, dude, I typed. feel you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're finishing each it's, other's sentences. Yeah, yeah. Just, but yeah, yeah, I used to like write. You know, I'm a righty, and like, dude, I just I had like I can get to like a few sentences in like a paragraph. My yeah. wrist and like my fingers would just be like dead. Yep, and even <clears throat> I know with. Um, when going back to like school, even in college, or like even when you're just sitting in a chair, especially like hard chairs, dude. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get you gotta up. Stand you gotta stand up. up. You gotta stand I up, am, dude. 
Amen. kills me, bro. It kills yeah. me. It's no different than standing for a while. Yeah. And just like, it's such an annoying like balance. You have to like, oh, if I stand for a while, I hurt. If I sit for a while, I hurt. Okay, so what do I do? Yeah. What do I do to make me not feel pain? Yeah. And it's just like, it's, it's like, it's such a confusing like mental game. At least, at least for, for me, like, I know you like, you, you cover up like the mental side very well. You're like, Oh, I love it, pain. Like, I'm chill, okay, yeah. The storm will come and go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But like for me, you I know, like to think I'm like a like a chill, like a sensei. No, no, like, yeah. just like a chill guy. You know, like I don't, I don't. Not that you know, like not just like just this, but like things in general. I, I don't let things get to me. Like I'm not a petty guy. Like I don't deal with drama. Like yep, I just like go with the flow. Just chill. Yeah, like you yeah. know me. You know, like I don't get mad. Actually, reminder: if you guys don't know, we're part of a, I would say a, a content entertainment group called mtb meant to be youtube group it's gonna be down in the description but that mtb video or you remind me of tim duncan yeah goes about his days and guess what he needs to get done gets like five bank shots a game gets his rebounds and boom hall of fame thank you bro so and but even like you know how he how tim handled like his career and like you know handled yeah. the media no drama yeah pulls up in jeans and flip-flops going to the mvp award show yeah. like and he's got to be top 15 all time yeah top like the greatest power forward of all time even for our condition too like just stress is not good we yeah. already deal with enough stress yeah. from our condition in our own body and so like stress from like other people yeah. So and stuff. yeah plus i'm just like over that like yeah. i went through high school and all those people Everyone's got like stupid like reasons to get mad at each other. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like someone asked me recently, like what my day is like. I'm just like, dude, I just wake up, eat, go to the gym, and then sleep. Like I have like the simplest like thing. Like I do yeah. nothing, dude. Yeah. Like I'm such a good loser, you know. Yeah. No, don't say that. <laughs> no, but, you know, like it's simplicity like, is good yeah. though. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't like. Yeah. Not that I don't do anything. You, know? you have a simple, simple fine yeah, line like structure. Like a regimen. Yeah. It's just, you know, yeah, I just do it. I That's just go through it, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. So yeah. Okay. Let's get off the, um, yeah, we've been here a while. Yeah. The topic of yeah. arthritis and pain. So let's talk um, about our love life. Why huh? aren't we dating yet? I don't know. I mean, I don't roll like that, but you know, if I would, yeah, we made a pact that in three years, if we're both single, we cut our wrist and we like locked the yeah, boards. So that yeah, way, we'd lick tongues yeah, and so stuff. What, what was our agreement? If in three years, if we're both still single and like not even close, that we'll just start dating each other. I wonder how that'd go. I'm not. I'm, I'm lucky, kind of wishing for that. Yeah, I'm like looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm because... like purposely like stay single now for a while. <sighs> okay. If you're gonna okay, do that, then why? Like, that I will too. Why don't we just do it now? Just do it now. Yeah. Come over like, here. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but we got we got to finish this. Yeah. So after the show, you guys know what we're doing. Yeah. Take a trip across this room. Yeah. You're so far away. I'm still in touch though. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> Film, entertainment, video, movie, point blank period. Who are some of the people that you get inspiration from and like that you? aspire to be better than wow that's a deep one man yeah it's in terms of like one one thing that i've learned from knowing you i tell you this all the time yeah is you know a lot about a lot about a lot thank you so i read a lot yeah 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 in terms of like filmmaking yeah like stanley kubrick just a genius director filmmaker i would say one of the best ever uh He's amazing. So what? Like, what about his 
his style do you yeah, really appreciate? He's a perfectionist. That you want to add to your... He's a perfectionist. Like, he will not... Not only that's, like a movie, but... That's a scary thing in this field, uh, Yeah. Though. Well, that's why he only made a movie like once every four or five years. Mm-hmm. It could take him forever. I mean, in the movie The Shining... Yeah. And there were like takes where they would like we would do the one scene seventy six times or some like crazy number like that, because he would like do it over and over again until he felt like it was like perfect in his mind. Godly, like just an insane amount of takes, and like he has like some of the most like influential like filming styles and movies like two thousand one A Space Odyssey and A Clockwork Orange. It's like unique like filmmaking aspects to it, like right. a, a common thing now in movies is like quick edits and cuts. Right. Like if you watch like a Marvel movie, the camera's cutting and like, you know, all the time. Stanley Kubrick movies and those old styles, like he just lets the camera roll. Like there would be scenes that are two, three minutes long without the camera cutting. And he just lets it roll. So you really feel immersed in the story, like in the film, you know? Right. Like you're there and it doesn't feel like rushed or like overly edited. And you get like a better like emotional connection to the story. Okay. And yeah, he's, he's a genius. So he would set up, he would just, you would have the camera, yeah. but he would really go into detail about the moving yeah, parts and he, on yeah. the set and stuff. Oh, yeah. And he would really let just like, just the camera just sit in the scene, just let the actors go to town. Just right. Like let them do like the best that they can do uh-huh. and just let the camera just sit there and just take it all in. Right. And he's always like with his like very slow zoom ins. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Very good. And then in terms of like comedy wise, I love right. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks, yeah. He just has like such a unique comedy style. A lot of them are spoofs. They're just like such a unique kind of comedy because it's like a situation in comedy which you like wouldn't expect most of the time. Like right. Blazing Saddles is a comedy about like the old west, like cowboys. And like how many other Western cowboy comedies can you name? You know, like there's not a lot, you yeah. know? He has such a unique perspective where he can take these genres not known for laughs and make them some of the funniest movies of all time. I mean, I would say the two funniest movies ever is Airplane and Blazing Saddles. And he did Blazing Saddles. Either being around me or being just you know, studying on your own and just writing scripts on your own. How is your approach, like your mental approach about going, about making a short film and like doing a big, hefty project like that. Completely different. We went into it last summer with the idea that we could do it. And we were so unprepared. We just thought it would be like making like any other skit video for our YouTube. Right, just extended. Yeah, and it was the opposite. I mean, we had to like write like an actual, for the first time, like a real detailed script. We had to like get locations and costumes and... You know, if it was just the two of us, we tried getting, like, other people in the film to help out. And then you have the problem, like, relying on other people. And, like, they don't care. So they'll just, like, cancel on us or be late. And it just, it did not come out at all how it could have. Yeah, and how we envisioned it. Like, we had such a good idea. And it just, it, it should have been so much better right. than what it was. And so now this summer, when we're going to... Uh, make another one like we know what to expect now and what to do first and you know like a lot of like pre-production beforehand before we get to the actual filming and everything you know so uh, we were definitely a bit unprepared last go around but now it's going to be a lot better 
We know what we're doing. And in, in what in what ways? Try not to overly rely on like your friends too much because, like I said, they don't care. So if you're gonna get somebody like that isn't me and Jack, make sure they're actually committed to it. Yeah. You know, and like really like have like a script written written out and have the locations and the costumes, and anything else that we need like done before we start filming because we kind of rushed into it last time. She's like, oh, we can just figure it out like day of. That's impossible. I, mean, I remember one time we were out there for like four hours, didn't shoot a single thing yet. It was like we couldn't get the shot down, we just couldn't figure anything out. Like, right. it was just hours and we didn't even do anything. In the hot sun in the summer, and we were filming it like near like a river because it was the riverbank, right. right on the river. It was bugs everywhere, we were drenched in sweat. The hardest thing is sometimes the post production, and when you're sitting and editing, you're like, okay, how. What I just had in my mind, how can I literally make it come to life? Exactly. And how yeah. can I make it like exactly or even better than what I imagined it? And sometimes. that's like, that's sometimes what people, you know, first starting out struggle with and they get discouraged. The joke and the skit that we do is funny, but it's the editing and how we edit it and do like that takes it to the next level. Making sand into glass. Exactly. Oh, wait, isn't glass just frozen air? Did you just say glass is can, frozen air? It's clear. It's not air. I know it's not air. It's glass. definitely. <laughs> you're, de you're serious? No. What advice could you, either if it's not, you know, video making and video editing or, you know, just, you know, what you're trying to get at, what kind of advice could you give? Either someone starting out just on anything, either starting out like they're just starting to work out or, you know, they're starting to really take whatever they're passionate about really serious and they have zero support, but they know that they can be confident behind it and they can stand by it. So like, what could you tell people listening to this yeah. point, like any advice for anybody that is going through that right now in their life? hundred percent. Don't force it. Don't force anything. Don't just like do it to like do it, you know, like let it come naturally, like let it just flow. Cause if you force it, it's going to feel forced. It's going to look forced, you know? Yeah. It, it will show off as like unauthentic. And then if it will cut off the, the, the burn will only last for so long. And you think when starting out, cause like the habits and however you look at it, especially with the don't force it and just be patient, look, whatever you're trying to get at, the habits when starting out and how you look at it is what will keep you going yeah. and what will make that a lifestyle now. Yeah. Like it just, you just got to let it come to you. Just let it like flow through, you know, yeah. like whenever you're like, I guess like whenever you're like guard is down the most, cause that's when you're like, you know, mm. you're not like, you're trying to like, like I said, like trying to force anything yeah. and it just like comes to you. Yeah. It just comes out. Let me, let me hear your coffee. I know we're getting off track from like the motivational. Uh, coffee? Coffee. I walk my dog some coffee. I don't know. Water. 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 Okay, water. no, you're no, just say regular. Hey, water. Yeah. You know the thing when someone's like no bev? No bev. Nobody says that. Yeah. It's like on TikTok. Everyone's like bacon, egg, and cheese, no bev. Nobody says no bev. Bro. You just say bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah, and I prefer sausage, egg, and cheese. So uh, screw all. Yeah, I think we ended on that then. Well, sausage, egg, and cheese. You're a bacon, egg, and cheese kind of guy? Well, I can't have egg. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or cheese. I love how we were just talking deep about, like, you know, helping people 
change you know change when first starting out on something i prefer sausage because <laughs> bacon is like really fatty sometimes cut out the fat that's why i live that chill life you know i'm just not forcing stuff see how it all relates back so let's keep it with the food you're also italian i am italian so talk about wow. you know, what that brings my grandfather lived on a farm in sicily came on a boat here yeah while us americans were fighting the korean war he was sipping wine on a cruise ship mm. lazy at no i'm just kidding but he uh yeah came on a boat like through new york you know ellis island and all that moved to new york city didn't speak any english really just only spoke italian okay. you know and so my family's still very traditional italian like if we have dinner it's everybody in the family sitting down like dinner is very important we eat very early you know, four or five o'clock, especially on Sundays. There's always like a side of meat and pasta and then like whatever, like a vegetable the night. Are you cook savvy too for all the ladies I, if they yeah, need a man I, you no, could throw I, down? Dude, I can actually. I can make a lot of different types of sauces. So, you know, my dad's yeah. Irish. Okay. Yeah, yeah. My mom's last name is Alfano, like her maiden name. So I'm like really Italian. Every year we had like family picnics. We'd all get together. It's like 150 short little Italian people. Yeah. And, and they're all like Italian like married Italian, except for my mom. My dad's like the only Irish guy there. So Does he like, stick out like a sore thumb? Yeah, me and my dad are the only people that are taller than like five foot three. How tall is your dad? Like six foot, he's like my height. Six one, I think. Oh, he snapped. Yeah, we're the only people that are like that tall. Everyone else. So like when they bust your chops, they're hitting at your like, your waist. Yeah, their stomachs are like. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. They're five foot four by five foot two, you know? So you have a family full of Mario's. Yeah, yeah. Luigi's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> family picnics. People think like they get together, have a barbecue. They're making hot dogs, hamburgers. My family's showing up making like lasagna at like a fucking state park, you know? Yeah. <laughs> they want like sausage and peppers on the on the grill, oh, you know? Man. Oh, man. That's gas. Yeah. yeah. Thousand degrees out. We're eating like hot red sauce, like sweating our balls off. Meatballs. And- yeah. Oh, my wine. God. Yeah. But like dinner is like, very, like we all got to sit down at the same time. No hats. Dinner table. Really? No hats. Yeah. So it's just like the Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah. They'd murder me if I wore a hat at the dinner table. Why is that? Why do you? It's like a respect thing. No hats. You got to you gotta hug and kiss everybody. Hello and goodbye. Like, I don't know their names. I'm like, hey, you doing? Nice to see you again. And everyone's named after everybody. You know, there's like three Vinnies, a few Lees. Aren't you a, a third? I'm a second. You're second? Yeah, I'm a second, yeah. But there's like, there's Big Anthony, Little Anthony, Big Louie, Little Lou, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's always like, Holy it's all, yeah, there's names. always like all the, yeah. I'm not even making that up. There's a few Anthonys and Louis and Vinnies and like those like stereotypical names. I'm from New Jersey. Dude, so. same corporation, different division. I, I messed with you, but you yeah, know, not like that, that though. Yeah, you know, it's not my fault. You're from the worst state, so. Relax. There's a reason why we are above you. New Jersey's below New York. Okay. <laughs> Great yeah, this geog- is why you lived in Jersey. Geometry. Uh. <laughs> Geography. Geography. <laughs> that's a double whammy from both of us. <laughs> We're so stupid. Yeah, like, I can't speak Italian, like, fluently. Mm-hmm. But, like, my whole family, like, my grandparents, like, my grandpa, he still knows Italian. Let's get away from family. We talked about, talked about film, talked about... Living with arthritis, dealing with pain. We talked about family background. I always open the floor uh, for you. You run the show. Yeah. Big responsibility here. Ask me any questions Dude, before I ask you. Dude, why are you so questions. freaking good looking? Like, what do you have in your YouTube and, like, your videos and, like, for the future that you can offer that nobody else can? Like, why should people subscribe to you? And, like, why do you think, like, I'm going to be the next big thing? Like, I am going to have, like, millions of followers, you know? Like, what sets you apart? 
my my stories and moments that I lived through deserve to be watched and deserve to be like experienced. And the hard thing about it is people are having experiences through my videos and people are like watching on the other side. I've never known about. Like I will never know. Like it makes them feel some type of way, whether they talk to me or whether they DM me or they come back to me like, yo, I felt this and I appreciate you for this. Whether I know that or not, like people are feeling some type of way and getting impacted. But it's I've seen other people on the platform that have nearly no talent. People do it to fake the eye and people do things and make videos to make them. It's all sunshine, happy rainbows and everything is great on this side and make struggle and make difficulty and topics that nobody's either willing to speak on or willing to like open up about. I make it comfortable and I make it okay to talk about and like support and still have like still talk about those things, whether it's health complications or whether it's like something going on here or you know, whatever I'm going through, it makes them feel accepted, family, friendship, bond. And it doesn't take much effort. It just takes confidence. And so I think I provide that very easily. You're living the journey. And for you right now, there there is no destination yet. And so you're using your journey and recording that and putting it out there for other people to relate to yeah. and see and be like, oh, if he can get through the journey and his journey, then I can get through mine. Yeah. All right, that's cool, man. And... Um, it's a, a second question. Sorry. Dude, you're you're so good at this. Thank you. All second right. question <laughs> is so is there a goal like not only with YouTube but anything beyond YouTube? Like is YouTube the end game or is there something after YouTube? I think for a while it's going to be YouTube. Sure. As long as I like what I do and I have freedom with it is what I itch for and like why, you know, I continue to go. YouTube is just like a safe platform and a safe thing and a way for me to put out and to continue to shove my content down people's throats. I, I feel like I deserve, like my videos deserve a chance with people. So Down their like, throats. Yeah. I mean, I'll accept it, but. Well, I mean, every time you do. So, so <laughs> I'm dead, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah, like, oh, no, no, I was just saying, like, there's no, not really any. It's just me, you know, step by step, you know, just continue to push, and you know, I, who knows where I'll be at in a couple months? Like life switches years from now. Say I do get in my movies and TV shows, and I call you. I'm like, yo, Tim, you want to be in a movie? What are you gonna say? Hell yeah. All right, I'm done. I'll hand it back off to you. Okay. Thank you. So, do you know what a life mantra is? Yeah. Nobody comes from the future to stop you. How bad of an idea can it really be? People from the future time travel back. Like, stop. Don't do that. Like, if you do that, you're going to cause World War III. Like, if that doesn't happen, how bad of an idea can it really be to do? I like that. I mean, not like... I've never heard of that. Yeah. Like, not like physically someone time travel, but like, how bad can it be? You know? Like, go to that party. Live for the nights you won't remember with the people you won't forget. Wow, top five out of all my guests that I've had on. That is solid. You're about to pay tickets to go to a concert. You got three people you're going to pay. Who is in that lineup for James? The headlining has to be the Beatles. Like all four original members in their prime. It's got to be. Just because I'm just, you know, you know I'm a Beatles nut. I would, Michael Jackson would be cool. Same thing, like in his prime, like seeing him moonwalk in the middle of like Billie Jean. That'd be sick too. And three is tough. Because there's an opening act, 
is tough because there's like a lot of people. Elvis is a good one, but like Prince, I like, or David Bowie. There's a band called T-Rex I'm a huge fan of. You know what? I would go with Prime Ozzy from early 80s with Randy Rhodes as his guitarist. And that was a stacked band he had. See them live. And he's by far the greatest heavy metal guitarist ever. And you know I'm a big heavy metal fan. And that would that is like every heavy metal fan's dream is to see Randy Rhodes. Because without him, there would be no heavy metal guitarist today. He's the best. That's, that's the opening. Who's at your dinner table? You get three people dead or alive. Pick their brain for an hour. Who do you have right now? Just so I can get some inspiration. Derek Jeter, Tom Hanks, and J. Cole. Okay. I would be Teddy Roosevelt. Okay. Mark Bolin. Who's that? Uh, he's a musician from the 70s who invented a genre of music called like glam rock, which went on to inspire like all of 70s and 80s rock, basically. Very eclectic guy. Very like my style. I'd like to meet him and know how he single-handedly influenced the game. Yeah, hundreds of musicians afterwards and how he came up with that. And then number three, I'll, I'll do Wayne Corbett, the fairy football player. Oh, wow. Yeah, he's like a jazz legend. They're, they're okay. His number. Like, I always like to see, you know, where, you know, influences and inspirations from And if people. I, like, honorable mentions to, like, Jack Nicholson... Okay. Well, James, thank you for taking the time today. Dude, thank you. Dude, I was so hyped to get on this. You don't even understand. Really? Yeah. This is I awesome. love how you say that at the end. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, I have you on in the beginning. You're like, yeah, yeah. let's just get this over with. Dude, thanks for that, dude. I was, this is hype, dude. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. No, thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for, you know, opening up. And, you know, I appreciate our friendship. Of course, dude. And yeah. what we have. Yeah. Seriously, outside of, you know, the cameras and stuff. Yeah. No, yeah. 100%. So if you guys want to... Uh, follow with James's journey and connect with James. All this stuff is going to be down below for you in the description. If you guys are watching on YouTube, if you guys are listening on all platforms, Spotify, Apple podcast, and any other platform, if you guys are listening to this point, me and James, we both appreciate you. Anybody that is tuning in that knows James, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. If you guys are listening on or listening, if you guys are watching on YouTube, and be sure if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review out of five stars on what you guys thought of this episode and this show on what me and James talked about on this episode. And that's all the support that we need. So we thank you guys for continuing to or we thank you guys for tuning in to this point. This is the Hope Hacker Show with James McInerney, the yes, second. Sir. And I thank you guys for three months for me not posting. So I'm going to make an effort to uh, come back to this. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace out. Yeah. Okay. Dude, that was awesome.